0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. And today is a hot topic. I'm actually super excited because I feel that there is something in the air. The collective consciousness is going through a lot, has been going through a lot these past, you know, 18, 20 months. And a lot of people are experiencing mini breakdowns or periods of doubts or flares up of imposter syndrome, etc. And are kind of questioning whether or not, you know, they can be successful, if they can reach their goals, or if their business is legit. And I want to put to an end to all of those BS thoughts, because yes, you are absolutely legit. Yes, you can reach your goals. And yes, you can have the success you want. So today I'm going to share a personal story of how I went from a personal breakdown uh, in my life to a business breakthrough and how trust played a major role in that and how you know I didn't think I can trust and how I overcame that thought and how it all turned out to be okay Uh, super exciting episode this happened in February uh, between February and March actually february and may technically if i'm being precise um, and as a side note if you've been finding this uh, podcast helpful if you feel that a friend of yours could benefit from it i'd be so 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 grateful if you could share the podcast with them um, that would be fantastic the viewers or the listeners rather are growing each week and each month which makes me so so happy so to make a long story short i'm going to try and stay structured in my thoughts but i want to tell you about a breakdown i had back in february where i really questioned some important investments i wanted to make in my business and i actually considered cancelling all of the big investments because i felt so unsafe i kind of had scarcity thoughts and i had a lot of fears about money and kind of the thought process and the actions that allowed me to get out of that limbo or out of that hamster wheel and actually, you know, step out of the known, step out of my comfort zone and trust and how the universe massively rewarded me for it. Um, because sometimes, you know, we all intellectually know that we need to trust, we need to manifest, we need to know that the universe always has our back, we need to, you know, have confidence that something that we haven't experienced yet is going to happen in the future which is kind of you know the basic principle of manifestation but sometimes it's super damn hard so let's talk about it so back in february in january actually and i won't go into too much detail because um i don't want you know some people to i don't want to talk about some people too too much for privacy reasons etc so i'll stay i'll try to stay you know Uh, as precise as possible without getting into too much detail but basically in january so you know six eight months ago uh, eight months ago ten months ago i don't know (laughs) it's already october um let's just say that someone very close and very dear to me got themselves into quite a financial mess that had serious implications for them and their family implications as big as they would lose their home. Their entire family would lose their home, and it would just be a gigantic shit show with a lot of legal implications, etc., etc. Uh, I won't go into more details. And at that moment, I chose. So you know, I I chose to make the decision because I I, I want to say I I had to, but technically I didn't have to. I chose to uh, help that person because you know it's complex on a just on a intellectual intellectual perspective you can argue well you always have a choice you can help someone or you cannot help them and at the end of the day everybody is responsible for their own health and finances and safety and happiness which is true but you know when emotions play in when it's something someone that is very close to you you don't want them to experience like true hardships so i made the decision to help them out and that's uh, resulted in me paying a significant uh, amount of money, so they could kind of to bail out the situation. Let's put in those terms: multiple five-figure a month, m- 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 multiple five-figure amount. Sorry. And at that time, you know, I had just come out of a successful launch, which I was so happy and grateful about. So I did have money, but I didn't have that much money. Like I wasn't at a point where that amount that I gave to that person was just a drop in the bucket it was like a significant chunk of my bank account that just flowed out and it felt like shit let's be honest. let's be honest but for me that outcome and that decision still felt better than the potential outcome of them losing everything so I really you know thought about it for a long time whatever that's not really the point of this story and when I did that after I had paid that amount, um, my mind kind of went into cons- conservation mode. Right, the reptilian brain, the fight or flight survival part of our mind that says we need to be safe, we need to eat, we need to have shelter, we need enough money, went <laughs> in overwork and kind of in conservation mode. Meaning, uh, I start feeling and thinking that I really need to be really need, really needed to be careful with you know saving my remaining money for a potential worst-case scenario in the future. Because while that these people were out of the woods for a while, there was still potential for future mess. It wasn't just solved. And, you know, for me, at that point in the business, I had already hired two team members and my fixed cost. I also had like a coach, which meant that my monthly fixed cost in the business, as well as my bills and, you know, health insurance and rent for, the, for my offices, etc., um was almost it was nearing the eight to ten thousand a month and of course you know I mean I have a master's degree in accounting and finance so even when I'm not calculating my brain is still calculating and I was like okay now I need to be super mindful like uh if I want to be continuing to to be okay and you know what if you know next launch doesn't work and Even if next launch doesn't work, I still want to be sure that I have enough money to pay XYZ, blah, blah, blah. Like your mind goes in this conservation mode or it goes into worst case scenario mode where because of an event that basically, you know, you had to do something or felt you had to do something that maybe was against your values or maybe was against what truly you would have spent your money on if you had a choice. Then you start seeing worst case scenarios everywhere. So I really wanted to make sure that I could still pay for my team members, of course. Um, to grow the business and pay for my bills and feel that I was safe, but at the same time, I wanted to save as much as I could, meaning I didn't want to spend any money on unnecessary stuff or in stuff that could wait. And as a consequence, I had a few investments that I was about to make between February and April for my business that I had waited a very long time to do, and that I was so excited about. And part of my mind was like, "No, this is not happening." Like after all of that money. Uh, after I paid out all of that money like priorities have changed right if I had still had that multiple five figure a month uh, five figure amount Jesus am I going to say that wrong each time it would have been very logical to just continue uh, with my investment projects which was a new team member starting Facebook ads launching my podcast and an entire team took care of that and they were like almost 10 grand um and I also wanted to go to Mexico and Costa Rica which had been a plan for a very long time so initially I wanted to move to Bali in January of last year I had kind of fixed myself that deadline but then of course with everything that happened you know with corona with COVID-19 like Bali was closed so Bali wasn't an option so I was like okay no Bali Uh, let's see where else in the world you know it's possible to go and Costa Rica and Mexico were open options at that time So when all of that happened, I was like, I'm not going to do any of this. Like, no VA, no Facebook ads, no launching the podcast, and no Mexico and Costa Rica. All of this can wait. It's not necessary. Uh, It's investments, you know, that would have been amazing, but that I technically don't need to do right now to keep the business running. Um, The thing is, when I made that decision, it felt like shit. It didn't feel good. It kind of was a relief, but not from an empowered perspective. It was the fear talking, part of the fear that was involved in that decision-making process said, okay, oof, like I I can breathe a little, like that is money that is not going to flow out in addition to the huge chunk that already flowed out. So that was kind of the relief part, but that was fear-based rather than align- alignment-based. But from every other perspective, I had so many emotions and none of them were good. I was resentful, I was frustrated, I was mad, I was pissed because I had worked my ass off for already one and a half years. I started my face-to-face business in July 2019 and that didn't really go anywhere. And then I started my online business in March of 2020. So it was February 2021. So I had worked my ass off, grew the business really fast, which I'm so grateful for uh kind of was burned out at times because i had too many clients i was kind of victim of my successful launches which is a very nice problem to have but i was completely overwhelmed i didn't have a team member i was working way too many hours and i was looking forward to starting my podcast i love my podcast the podcast is going really well and i'm not really doing anything about it except recording podcast episodes it just grows because it's so aligned and i wanted to start facebook ads to have uh, facebook ads to have like a consistent uh, lead generation method that didn't depend on me kind of doing outreach or lead generation in Facebook groups Um, and I was looking forward on hiring my new team member and I was really looking forward to being a digital nomad in Costa Rica and Mexico and learning how to surf so when I kind of came to the conclusion that I had to at least delay if not completely cancel those investments it was the most disempowering feeling ever like i can't describe it in another way and it kind of regressed me to all of the times in my life because it was a bit of a pattern where i sacrificed what i wanted to do for the sake and happiness of someone else and you know this is a ve- this is a very complex discussion which I'll, I'll talk about in another podcast. So of course, you know, when we have people we really love and that are very close to us, we want them to be happy. And sometimes we can help them be happy or some of the things we do or say can help them grow, expand, heal and be happy. But there's a difference between like healthfully helping someone grow uh, with, there's a difference with, between that and kind of sacrificing your own life and always putting your needs Uh, And your happiness lasts so you can, you know, help other people. And this is not like a moral discussion about we shouldn't be helping or we should be helping, but there is this very frequent pattern in coaches and therapists and people who have a lot of compassion and people who are just, you know, loving people that sometimes we want to take care of other people, especially if we're very resilient. We want to take care or help other people who we perceive are not as resilient or as resourceful. So I had been in that circle or kind of pattern. Of sacrificing my own happiness or projects, or even giving out or lending out money that never really came back, to be honest, to other people because I felt they needed it um, and putting my needs last. So, again, not going to Costa Rica and not doing what I wanted. And that was a dream for a very long time. Like, I'm a coconut coconut tree kind of person like i'm the happiest under a coconut tree and near water i don't need much i just need a coconut tree and a smoothie bowl Uh, but i was really looking forward to that and it was the most disempowering feeling i just felt very small um it was more of a feeling than a vision but small i felt alone i felt like all of the times where i kind of saw other people cruising around while i was making sacrifices that technically i didn't need to be doing and I kind of lingered in those not so great feelings for quite some time and but not too long maybe a small week and I was like no no I'm not going to do this because I know enough you know I've been teaching my clients this and I've been telling people about this that you need to trust you need to trust the universe You need to trust that everything is going to be okay, even when it doesn't look okay. You need to trust in a future and positive circumstances, even if you can't see the positive circumstances right now, it's the chicken and egg thing. You need to feel it and be happy for it and be grateful for it. And then it will manifest, not it will happen and then you'll be happy, right? It's not like if you're trying to heal, let's say, I don't know, like knee pain through meditation, First, you meditate on it and you're grateful for the healing that has happened. And then the healing happens, not the other way around. This is the principle of manifestation. And I thought to myself, what would my next level self do? And this is a question I ask myself very often in my business when I feel that I'm operating based on fear or from my ego or from a limited perspective. I say, what would my next level self do? My next level self who's achieved everything she wanted to achieve Or who is limitless, who is completely uh, connected to the universe, to the higher intelligence, to consciousness, and for who everything is possible. Would my next level self sacrifice these business investments that really felt aligned? So would I sacrifice the podcast, uh, the ads, hiring a new team member? And would I sacrifice this trip that I've been dreaming of for so long? And the answer was no, (laughs) my next level self wouldn't have done that my next level self would had would have trusted that everything was going to be okay and those are very simple words but so soothing when you know i'm i'm in a i'm in a funk or when i get kind of caught up into my thoughts just thinking the simple words everything's going to be okay is so soothing and i was like no my next level self would know that abundance is always there that She can have a big launch that will cover the costs for everything and more. Or that, you know, the perfect opportunity or solution is going to appear. But how can that big launch or that perfect opportunity or that solution or new clients or new forms of abundance, how can those things flow into my life if I'm already kind of drawing this wall of limitation on which it's written, I have to save I'm not safe. Maybe I can't make money. Like how can it ever be consistent to manifest? So I am talking about my situation, right? How could ha- how could it ha- how could it have ever been consistent for me to hold these two beliefs? So belief number 1, I have to save my money. This is like a dire situation. I can't go to those places and I need to like Uh, renounce to my investments because this is saving mode and then belief number two i am abundant i always trust the universe and i can have a big launch like there's literally no possible way that those two beliefs can live with each other so by wanting to save by wanting wanting to preserve myself by wanting to go into kind of fight or flight fear I need to save my money and I can't launch my podcast mode. I was literally creating an energetic wall all around me that would prevent a big launch or abundance or opportunities to come in because the belief in the energy I was holding at that moment is that shit's gonna hit the fan, that I need to save my money in case something bad happens again and I'm not abundant enough to pay for my podcast and my team member and to go to Mexico. That was the energy I was projecting, so of course, feeling that energy and the feelings were high because I was so mad and pissed and sad and frustrated, so having that energetic vibration around me was the exact same thing that was preventing and would have prevented anything else not coherent with that energy to come in, so I was successfully blocking a better outcome from coming. So I thought to myself, no, my next level self would actually trust. She would trust that it's going to be okay, that I'm going to have a big launch or that I'm going to like manifest money in unexpected ways, that I will be able to pay for all of my team members, that I can launch my podcast because that's what I've wanted to be doing, that I can start Facebook ads and that I can go travel to Mexico and Costa Rica, have a smoothie bowl and learn how to surf. That's what my next level self would do. And that's what I did. And was it scary? absolutely but I got to a point and Dr. Joe Dispenza I love Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot you get to a point in your life when you experience the same type of adversity again and again and again you reach a breaking point or it's like you know if you've had unhealthy relationships and you just keep attracting the same kind of same kind of person in your life who's not you know emotionally available or who's abusive etc some people, unfortunately, never reached a breaking point, which, you know, bless them, we pray for them, because it's actually very sad, but most of us, for anything in our life that just doesn't float, or float our boat, we reach this breaking point where we are like, enough is freaking enough, I will not do this again, right? There was enough suffering, there was enough years or months or weeks wasted in that pattern, I'm just not gonna do this anymore, um... And I reached that breaking point. I'm like, I'm not going to sacrifice my own happiness because of other other people's shitty behavior and financial irresponsibility. Like I've already been doing this so many times. I've already been caring about everyone around me and putting their happiness before my own. For what? It didn't even work that well. Has anything changed? Not really. Are those people significantly happier than before I tried to help them? Not really. Are the people who constantly had money problems have they solved their money problems? Absolutely fucking not. Because I'm kind of sponsorizing their problem by giving them money. I'm just fulfilling their addiction. They they don't have any incentive to change, right? So I, I reached a breaking point where I was like, no, this is not going to happen again. It makes me feel disempowered, it makes me feel small, it makes me feel like I have absolutely no power over my life, I'm not going to do this again. And that's when I decided that I would do everything that I had planned on doing, that I would act as if th- this never happened, as if this, you know, financial mess where I, I decided to pay a large amount of money, I decided to act as if it never happened. And as if I knew that abundance always flows to me in huge amounts and I always have more than enough. So I launched the podcast. I paid the team. I think it was seven grand. I uh, continued with my Facebook ads. I started with my Facebook ads in the ads manager. That was at least like three or four grand a month. And I hired my new team member and I booked my flight to Mexico. And the beautiful thing about that is that... I didn't know that it was going to be okay. I just trusted that it would be okay. And worst case scenario, I would have figured something out. Because we always do. Each time we think that everything is going to crumble down, we figure something out. Or the universe, you know, acts in the 11th hour, something good happens. So I left for Mexico. And fun fact, I also had an aha moment in Mexico where... um, I arrived there and I think I had been there for one week. And I noticed an emptiness. And I was like, what is this emptiness about? Because I'm in my dream location. I'm literally, you know, chilling out at the pool and going to the beach. (laughs) Like, what under a coconut tree? So, what do I want more? And I realized that even though I had changed my external circumstances, I had successfully flown across the Atlantic to this absolutely dream location in the Caribbean. I still had my thoughts from home, I still had fears, I still had worries, I was still thinking, what if, you know, people don't buy my next program, what if it doesn't work out, what if I can't pay for my team member, I was in scarcity kind of calculating how much the ads were, because Facebook ads, you know, quite a bit. And by the way, I'm not doing them anymore, but that's a different podcast for a different time. Um, and I realized that I had not only had I successfully flown myself, my backpack um, across the Atlantic, I had also flown my stupid thoughts that I had in Switzerland at my home. I had a bit of a aha moment because... We all know, or maybe you don't, and you'll learn it now, (laughs) that emotions, the emotions we feel, are triggered by a thought. It always starts with a thought, and sometimes we are aware of the thought, sometimes not. And sometimes, you know, it's more a subconscious mechanism where we smell something, or we see something, or we perceive a certain type of energy and it can trigger an emotion. But basically, mainly, thoughts you have a thought and then it triggers an emotion meaning that you can be anywhere in the world you want even in your dreamiest location ever if you don't change your thoughts you're not going to change your feelings and that is exactly what I was doing and I know better but I was still you know I I still did it where I had transported my limiting beliefs I had experienced in Switzerland straight to Mexico and as a consequence I was feeling uh, i was kind of feeling the same way that i was feeling in Switzerland, and i had this moment where i was like this is so stupid this is the dumbest thing ever where i am in this place that shouldn't be making me so happy which is the proof it's not about the place it's all about our energy right but i'm kind of fulfilling my dream here and i am choosing because at the end of the day it's a choice it's not easy but it's a choice and i'm choosing to entertain these these thoughts. That don't make me feel good. I have I am choosing to kind of create an emotional environment that I had in Switzerland, but here in Mexico by giving energy to these stupid thoughts that are just making me feel bad and making me making me feel scarce and making me feel afraid. So that was an important aha moment where I was like, if you want to manifest a different future, you need to change your thoughts now. So I consciously made the effort just not to give any energy to those thoughts and when a thought did come like what about my launch what if i can't find people blah 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 i would just say okay thank you for the thought and think about something else or ground myself or focus on you know the sound of the waves or focus on the side of the coconut tree like doing something stupid like counting the leaves on the coconut tree like anything that draws your attention on something else and then then it shifted really really fast So here I am in Mexico, spent two weeks in Mexico and then five in Costa Rica. And the interesting thing is that this could be a happily ever after where I arrive in Mexico and it's all fun and games and then I launch and then it worked and it's a happily ever after, which ultimately it is, but maybe not the way you expect. So here I am in Mexico And I realized that, so I've successfully overcome part of of my limitations by choosing to leave anyways and do all of the scary investments. So half of the battle, at least, was, you know, successfully, it was was a huge win. But I still have these limiting thoughts on, can I launch my mastermind? Because I really wanted to launch um, a high-level mastermind for only 12 people, 12 beautiful entrepreneurs, 12 beautiful souls that had, you know, basically a lot of my intention, access to all of my programs that I had created in the past, and kind of high ta- high touch, high level, high transformation program. And it was the first time that I ever launched uh, that mastermind, and it was the first time that I launched any program at that investment point. And I had so many fears that it wouldn't sell because my subconscious mind my body my ego whatever you want to call it my past my past limiting beliefs um kind of flared up and it wasn't overwhelming so i could you know spend an amazing day and then it would pop up at night or like at a certain point during the day but i I was still aware that my energy wasn't aligned with me manifesting all of these people in my program because part of me didn't quite know or believe it was possible it was the very first time I launched such a program at that specific investment point and it was super scary. And this is an important aspect that, you know, separates people who are successful and people who aren't or people who experience success. Because I don't want to say are successful, that's kind of an identity identity thing, which I don't agree with, but who experience success is successful people who experience success or who successfully manifest one of their goals When they have fears about something, they do it anyways. They just push through and they are just determined that they will make it work, even if they have to, you know, experience setbacks or failures in the process. And people who don't achieve their goals or who aren't, you know, successful, successfully reaching their goals... When they have doubts or when their mind tells them, well, you can't have that or no one's going to buy your program, they listen to that voice. So this is a quick reminder that it is normal that your mind throws limiting beliefs and thoughts and scary stuff. And if you believe it, you'll stay in the same place. And if you do it anyways, and if you have the courage to do it anyways, that's how eventually you will reach your goals. So I had all of these fears and I was working with um a mentor at that time who did a lot of energy work so it had nothing to do with strategy not business coaching like really energetic work and we did um eft family constellations reiki 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 i don't know how you say that word in english but basically only energy work and i say only quote unquote but it's basically the most important thing you you can ever do to get to the bottom of why part of me didn't feel that you know that was possible I mean I kind of felt it was possible like part of my mind was really excited about having my 12 people in my mastermind but another part was freaking out and we got to several aspects several root causes of why part of my mind you know wasn't ready to get there and a big part of it was oh my god like what if people invest amount x uh it was 10,000 for that mastermind specifically and they don't get results. And there was this narrative playing again of me being responsible for people's happiness or results. Which is something that has been playing since I was like literally three years old or something. And that is a very sticky pattern that I'm successfully letting go of. But it was like something that I had my entire life for. You know, maybe it, I inherited it. Maybe it was a learned behavior. Maybe a mix of, of several things. So there was this first big kind of... um writing on the wall or foundational limiting belief that says well i have this moral obligation of providing results for these people if they invest 10,000 and of course you'll never get anywhere with that because you you can't control that you can you can deliver to the best of your ability to the best of your knowledge give it your 1000% and some people never get results and it has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do, with you know, with them, their willingness or ability to, to change. And maybe it's just not in their journey to change at that moment. But the more we are scared that they are not going to get results and the more we attract people who don't get results. So I knew it was something I needed to let go of. And I did, thanks to the work I did with my mentor and a lot of journaling and meditation and EFT that I did on my side. And then I got to a point, you know, where... I knew that my past clients were super happy and there's technically no difference between past clients being happy and these clients being happy, even if the investment point wasn't the same. Energetically, it doesn't mean anything how much an, a program is. So I got over that. And then there, there was this weird thing that I just remember now. I don't really know where that came from because I, I've never had many, like, I don't never really had problems with fear of judgment. Um, and I attribute that to being super lucky with having like always have had super supportive friends and like family around me and having friends with who we debated a lot and we agreed to disagree. So even if we had like, you know, opposed views or opinions on a specific topic, it was always in a very respectful manner. So I never really had fear of judgment or that people would judge my content or judge me as a person because that's just never something I experienced in my life. I was really happy. And this fear of judgment flared up and I have no idea where it came from, but it came from somewhere. And it said like, well, what if you launch a mastermind program that is $10,000 and then people think that you shouldn't be doing that or that you're excluding other people and that you're like a mean ass bitch for like selling that program blah 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 don't ask me where that came from but basically i peeled the layers of the onions one by one i think i had one session a week with my mentor a bunch of stuff came up a bunch of stuff you know like some healing that needed to be done or some hurt with regards to people i really loved in my family and me like feeling sorry for them it was like a lot of things that were connected and eventually I got to the point where I trusted that these people would find me, that I didn't have to find my mastermind members, my mastermind members would find me. And fun fact number two, because I think I already did a fun fact today, at that time my Facebook engagement rate, my Facebook group engagement rate was so bad and I was so angry. Um, and I was like, how the hell am I going to sell Uh, my mastermind and how am I going to find my 12 people because I really wanted 12 people for a good group dynamic if no one is seeing my freaking content in my Facebook group because usually I had anything between like 10 to 100 plus likes or comments on a post in my Facebook group with not so many people and then it fell to like between 0 and 10 so it was absolutely pathetic and I tried Everything in that stupid Facebook group, I was so mad, so frustrated, where I tried, you know, different types of content, this, that, engagement, like, just nothing changed. And my mentor was like, the universe doesn't care about your Facebook group. Because <laughs> my mentor doesn't u- use social media, and she attracts all of these insane clients who just find her. And she's like, the universe really couldn't care less about your stupid Facebook group, like, uh, stop this. You, They will find you. They, they will find you, their way to you. And that was a massive shift to really letting go of control and letting go of how people would come. And it's such an important lesson because control is a mechanism we use to reassure ourselves or to alleviate fears because we feel that if we have some sort of control on some things, then... You know, we can control the fact that nothing bad is going to happen or that, you know, it's all going to be okay. But ultimately, we never can control anything. And me wanting my Facebook group engagement rate to be high was just a means of controlling, means of controlling how people would would come, sorry. And so that, maybe it was a test from the universe, Facebook group wasn't going anywhere. And she was like, just trust that these people are there and that they're going to come, which I did. And I completely surrendered to the outcome. And trusted that how many however like whatever the number of people I would end up with in my mastermind would be the perfect number but I still I was like universe I I, I demand that that mastermind fills up the end it's going to be 12 people it will be 12 people because like I decided that it would be 12 people end of the story and long story short it happened right while I was in Mexico and Costa Rica surfing, uh waking up at five to go surfing with amazing lovely people met super amazing uh people from all around the world and all of the surfing instructors were locals like extremely kind compassionate people had such an amazing time wi-fi was horrendous i barely you know worked i think i worked on average maybe two to three hours a day um because i had fomo like i didn't want to be on my computer when you have the beach and the sun and coconut trees and smoothie bowls I just couldn't be bothered or the swimming pool and hanging out and chatting with very nice people so I did a lot of posting from the swimming pool which you know could be worse from my phone and worked on average two to three hours a day and had this first six-figure launch while I was living my best life and the lesson is I chose faith over fear so when the financial mess happened in January or February and I decided you know to pay that significant amount of money the natural response was okay we're going to cancel all non-necessary investments because it's just not the priority and how many times do we hear that in society it's also like a social construct where people say you need to know your priorities like just you know spending mindlessly on shoes or a trip or whatever is not a priority you need to prioritize you know other things which you know to some extent makes sense I'm not going to say I'm not saying like just spend all of your cash and throw it out of the window but it can be also very limiting to always live into scarcity right and planning for the worst so I basically was able to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I am not going to renounce to something that really matters to me, that really made me feel happy and that felt aligned because I'm just reiterating, does that word even exist, or reproducing a pattern from the past. And I can't expect a different future doing the exact same thing as in the past. So I'm going to act like my next level self who would always trust that everything is going to be okay, that the universe has her back, that she'll figure something out. And I'm going to go and I'm going to launch my podcast and do ads and whatever and go to Mexico. And I did and the universe massively rewarded me with this amazing you know mastermind launch where I got the m- most beautiful aligned perfect clients it's so-, so much fun to work with these 11 people it was 12 but then someone was super annoying and demanding so I kicked her out before we started that's a story for another time too uh, so the most perfect 11 it's an angel number um, people in that program And it literally doesn't feel like working. We have a group chat. We see each other once a week. We do woo-woo. We do business strategy. We do launching. Everyone is having major wins. And sometimes the way they expect it, sometimes not the way they expected it. They're growing their businesses. They're expanding their consciousness, awareness. They're getting rid of limiting beliefs. They're manifesting some crazy shit. And it's just so much fun. And I manifested that while, you know, just after a serious breakdown because what i didn't get into today because it's not really relevant but when that happened in january and february i it just felt like a complete breakdown that i had worked so much and so hard and that the outcome was that money was taken from me again and i it felt so unfair and i was mad at the universe and there were so many conflicting emotions but at the end of the day that breakdown was a bit of a test the universe was like well you have two choices you have the choice to play it safe and to anticipate for worst case scenario and save your money like you've done in the past, or you have a choice to trust that it's going to be okay and do what you had planned on doing and that you deserve to do because you've worked for it um, and that you're entitled for it because, you know, as human beings, we are entitled. It is our birthright to manifest what we want. That's how God or the universe or, you know, whatever and whoever you believe in would have wanted for us. And because I trusted that... Then the universe said thank you, (laughs) thank you, by confirming that I had made the right decision and giving me more than enough abundance to pay for everything I needed and more. And from the moment I left, so from February, no, from the moment I left, I think I left end of March or beginning of April, I think it was beginning of April, until now, the business has generated 200,000 Uh, in only six months, which is the same amount I generated last year, but in an entire year, working less than ever and traveling for three entire months. So the universe has your back. Now, before I end this podcast episode, I want to give you a quick analogy that maybe will resonate with some of you when it comes to dealing with adversity or events or setbacks or... I don't like the word failures, but what one could consider as a failure um, that might resonate with you and how these temporary setbacks don't have to mean anything for your business, right? So some of you might play sport or be learning a new sport or whatever, even if it's chess, you know, doesn't need to be a sophisticated sport, even if you just started doing know stretching or yoga or something at home you can also see like the progress being made right so i used to play golf at junior national level um unfortunately that was a very short-lived career i only uh, had six months of junior national competitions because i started late so basically i started golf i think when i was 10 and for four entire years i got nowhere so i was a super bad player I used to go with my dad and mom when they played and it was a bit of a joke. I kind of enjoyed it because, you know, it was fun to be out. But like, it it wasn't even like, I just, it was, I was a terrible player. And the thing is that I could have came, come to the conclusion, oh, I'm just not that good at golf. Like, golf is not for me? Like, maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe I'm not precise enough. Maybe blah, 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 blah. But at that time, you know, it wasn't really a big deal. I didn't associate any... Of my self worth or smartness to golf, it was just something I did because my parents did it. And then I went to a different club with different coaches when I was um, 13, going on 14, it was in summer of 2007. So, yeah, I was 13 and a half. And the coach there is just the best coach ever, and he saw that I had potential and he actually. Uh, helped me to unlearn all of the BS that other stupid coaches had taught me, which just was so wrong. And we basically had to unlearn everything, which took so much time and relearn. But that resulted in me reaching junior national level in three and a half years. So if any one of you plays golf, I basically started with no handicap and then went down to handicap, I think seven or 7.2 or 6.8 or something in three and a half years, which for people who don't play golf... Is solid and it you know required a lot of work i at some point i i trained a good 20 to 40 hours a week so it's a lot while going to school or on holiday i would do like 40 hours a week on holiday and back then i didn't know anything about visualization and manifestation which i'm sure would have helped me immensely but nevertheless i got there the thing is while i got there it wasn't just a smooth experience of just, you know, each time you play, you're playing better and everything is fun in games. So many times it's, I had terrible days where I just couldn't do anything I wanted to do. And I played so badly and it was a disaster and I was frustrated and I used to hit my clubs on the ground. I broke a few. I used to kick my bag. I used to yell and scream. I was like the most like (laughs) awfully little brat at golf and my parents like screamed a few times. They were like, shut the fuck up or go back to the car. And I was like, sorry, I was so frustrated because I was very ambitious And I plateaued, like many times, you know, I trained and trained and trained and I plateaued, I wasn't seeing any progress, it was so frustrating and completely messed up competitions, played so badly because golf is really precise, like it's a few millimeters that can break or make a good golf shot and some days it's just off. So you don't go from, you know, a good player to just a not so great day, you go from hero to zero (laughs) within like a few hours and... When I look back, fluking uh, or kind of failing at a competition and having like this terrible score or arriving last, which definitely happened to me quite a few times in golf competitions, is a bit like a failed launch, right? You launched, it was like important, all eyes on me kind of thing, blah, 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 and then the launch doesn't work out. And then what many people think when their launch doesn't go as planned is like, oh, well, no one wants my program or I'm not good at this or it's proof that I can't be successful in my business. But no, like if I had thought that in a golf competition or you, if you're playing any type of sport or even learning a new language or a new skill, like some days are just off, would you ever think to yourself, like playing tennis, you have a bad tennis day or maybe you did a tennis competition, didn't go as planned. Do you come to the conclusion... Oh, I must be so bad at tennis, or I must be so bad at yoga, or maybe I'm just not meant to go jogging, or it means I'm no one likes me and no one wants my program, and you know, I'm not good enough and I should stop this and I'll never be successful. Like, no, we never think those things. We just think, oh my god, this was such a crappy day. Let's go sleep it off and try again, like next week. So, I had all of these times in competitions where I played bad, and all of the times I played so well when I hadn't when I didn't have any pressure so when I played with friends or when I was just on the driving range practicing I would hit like really good shots and play really really well often better than I ever played in competition because I didn't have any pressure But because in competitions I was stressed and I had thoughts like I need to perform, this is important, I could win this, if I play well, you know, I'll end up having a prize and I will lower my handicap and it will be good for my ranking. All of these thoughts put so much pressure and we associate, like we put so much meaning Onto, onto these events that it creates so much pressure and beliefs around that that is the exact same thing that is preventing us from playing well in the first place and to you know go, going back to business when we have a launch and we think things like oh my god this needs to work if it doesn't it means that no one likes me no one wants my program i won't be successful blah, blah 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 and we add so much pressure that we actually kind of sabotage or at least interfere with the process so if the launch doesn't work it doesn't mean that you're not good at launching it doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do it doesn't mean that people don't want your program all it means is that is that during that specific time frame you had energy and beliefs and energy uh, emotions energy and beliefs around you or in your subconscious that prevented you from fulfilling your potential it prevented you from doing what you're capable of doing just like me when i put all of the, the pressure during like important competitions and i literally like my body was in so fearful that i my hands were shaking while i was like holding my golf club and i couldn't hit the ball does that mean i can't play golf no does it mean I'm not talented? No. Does, that, does it mean I will never play well again? No. It just means that my mind and my energy and my emotions are interfering with a skill I have or with my potential. It doesn't mean anything else. And it only takes one competition at golf where you play okay-ish don't even have to play well okay-ish to start building that confidence so let's say my, my first five competitions I was too stressed wasn't able to play well but it only takes one competition where you play okay-ish where you're like oh my god that wasn't that bad or that was pretty okay to build up confidence and each time you play again in the future you have this new baseline where your body knows that okay I've done this before I was successful or I at least you know I played okay So if I could do that once, I can do it again. And maybe next time I can play a bit better than okay. Or I can even play well. Or I can play outstandingly well. Same with launching. You flopped five launches. Okay, it sucks. Of course it sucks. There's a lot of time and energy that goes into a launch. And then we have all of these beliefs. But you have a choice. You're like, okay, either it means that I'm bad and no one wants my product and I suck and I'll never be successful. Or you can see it as just like... You playing tennis and having a bad tennis day. Just because you had a bad tennis day today doesn't mean you'll have a bad tennis day tomorrow. Just because you had a bad bad, yoga day today doesn't mean you'll have a bad yoga day tomorrow. So it only takes one positive experience or okayish experience to start building confidence in anything we do. And I want you to think about that. And once you're there, you can build confidence and build momentum. And the more momentum you have, the easier it gets. Right? And even if you play badly um, at any sport, or even if you have a bad day in business or a bad day at a launch where someone on a discovery said no, you just think this was a bit of a bad day or this was a bad week and move on. Because if you can have that attitude and if you can see your business just like you would see a sport where, of course, there are much less stakes involved, but you know, when there's a lot of things involved or things at play that's when we put unnecessary pressure on ourselves but just think of your business the same way you would think about you know a sport you do or a skill you have or something that you could have a bad day at if you can have that attitude of just you know thinking you had a bad day and letting it go you can also have that attitude in your business and it will be so liberating when you don't need to put a meaning When something didn't go as planned when you play like shit at golf you're like that was a bad day i'll just you know we'll just play again tomorrow or next week end of the story you know it's not oh my god i played bad maybe i can't play golf anymore maybe i'm maybe i just got lucky the time when i played super well but now my luck has run out and i can't play golf anymore and maybe my body forgot it or maybe i was there at the right time uh right day right time right circumstances which meant that on saturday 27th of june i played well but that was very specific and it can't happen again and it also mean means that my mom was right when she said i would never amount to anything and that teacher who said that i should better have a ninety five job instead of a business was no 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 we don't do that shit right <laughs> you need to snap your brain out of that because when you think about it it doesn't make any sense so we're going to wrap up, it's going to be an hour long podcast, a bit less than an hour maybe, but if I had to summarize um, what we talked about for an hour is Dr. Joe says don't wait before you have a massive breakdown to start doing the work. And what he means by that is that many people you know, who meditate with Dr. Joe, who use his work um or at a point in their life where they had a bit of a massive breakdown so maybe their health is bad or maybe you know they have life-threatening a life-threatening condition or a condition condition that's bad enough that is really impacting their life or maybe they've just lost everything or they're going through a very rough divorce and he says very often he says don't wait until everything breaks down to start you know doing inner work and healing because I mean you can but you can save yourself so much more time if you actually didn't wait until you have a breakdown and what I think what I think is very interesting with that statement is that sometimes we need to get to the point where we are like I am so done with this to have a big breakthrough which is great in itself because sometimes that that is just what something that we really need we need to get so far in what we don't want that we reach a breaking point where we're like never again but if you can save yourself that if you can if this podcast episode could teach you something is that at any point in time you have the power to connect with what your next level self would do what would your next level self do what would he or she like how would you act how would you think what would you believe to be true and maybe your next level self is very far in your mind maybe you know that version of you that has already reached his or her goals is too far away for you to kind of conceptualize you're like yeah well i want to be a millionaire but i can't even imagine how i would think or feel because it feels so foreign so imagine that you have a ladder and that version of you is at the top of the ladder then let's take it step by step. What is the next step you going to think and feel? What is a slightly improved version of your thoughts and feelings? What does that look like? If you had like 10 or 20% better feelings and thoughts right now with regards to your business or anything you're trying to achieve in life, really, how would that look like? How would you think? How would you feel? So maybe uh, instead of, you know, if the limiting belief now is no one will ever buy my program, and your next level self is already a millionaire with thousands of students. Maybe that's a bit too much of a leap. So next level you who's one or two steps ahead would think, well, um, I sometimes have doubts that people will find me, but eventually someone always comes, right? Or I, I sometimes have doubts that I can have thousands of clients, but I know I can attract and manifest one or two clients this month, or I can manifest abundance, um, that will keep me afloat in a well. So just on the scale of belie- belie- believability, on the ladder of believability, just take that next level of you in three months, six months, or who's reached, you know, an important milestone but not the biggest, hugest goals, what would that version of you think, feel or believe and tune into that? And that will already shift your thoughts to a better version of that thought, shift your emotions. And guys and ladies and whoever is listening, you cannot manifest the same life. It's impossible if you have different thoughts. Meaning that if you improve your thoughts and feelings and emotions and actions only 10% or 20% today your life is going to improve at least 10 or 20%, if not much more. Because energy, you know, sometimes you just have to th- to shift 10% of your thoughts to, ne- to get 90% of results. You don't need to have this massive overhaul of your entire thoughts, um, beliefs, and emotions. Sometimes a 10% shift to something that's healthier or that is more aligned opens the door. Like it's the last, you know, key or step that you needed to open the door to what you want. And sometimes when we are going through a breakdown, through a chaotic period, when we think that things are a bit hopeless and helpless, think of the opportunity that might it might exist there. Let go of having to control everything because when we control everything, we're kind of telling the universe that we don't trust and we are also creating walls or we are creating limitations. We are closing the doors to opportunities, to abundance, to clients, to manifestations that could have come to us in a way that we didn't necessarily expect or weren't controlling. So tiny example, and that will really be my concluding words. My mom really wanted to manifest um, a vegetable garden. And we have a garden, my parents have a garden in their home. And we had like this place where we thought of putting the vegetable garden, but we would have had to like get rid of an old you know infrastructure with concrete and kind of break through that and it was a bit tedious so she placed an intention and kind of forgot about it she was like yeah one day we'll have a vegetable garden and then suddenly like we have this next to her home we have this uh, plot of land that doesn't like but that belongs to the neighbor and it used to be a bunch of weeds like high grass weeds like it wasn't kept up at all because the neighbor you know just didn't really care about gardening And then this guy from uh, a house a bit like down the street um, is coming there and is actually keeping it up and like pulling out the weeds and planting stuff. So my mom and him started chatting. He's a super nice guy. And he's like, yeah, I'm a friend of like the owner of that house. And he doesn't need that land, that piece of land. And he said that I could plant, you know, I could kind of, you know, take it for myself and plant whatever I want to plant there, use it as my own. Do you want a vegetable garden, <laughs> Mama was like, "My mom was like, "Yeah, <laughs> and basically she manifested herself a vegetable garden with this the friend of our neighbor who we didn't even know exist, who loves you know gardening. He just you know arrived one day, here he was planting vegetables in that part of like that plot of land." And then he randomly asked my mom if she wanted her own vegetable garden. And then they even went to this other friend who is like a specialist in how to have like this sustainable vegetable garden and permaculture and all of that. And he gave them so many tips and tutorials for free. And now she has her vegetable garden. And if she had, you know hang on to controlling how it was going to happen and that we had to like, you know, break part of our land and we had to evacuate all of that and it would have cost like, I don't know, ten grand, and we have to had and we would have asked to ask our gardener to do that and blah 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 blah. If she was super attached to controlling that, then may probably that opportunity wouldn't have come into her life because her belief is it's going to happen this way and no other way. So it would have closed the door to another way. And now she manifested another, better, cheaper way, right? So always be open to things happening, not necessarily the way you expected but in an even better way, and that sometimes our biggest biggest chaotic phases, the phases when we're kind of losing hope or when we're angry or frustrated, that can be a breakdown before a breakthrough. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope this was helpful. Share it with a friend if you feel that anyone needs to hear this, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadarch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.